0: Episode 38 of the Hot Take Hockey Podcast. We got some breaking news here. Brad Trey Living officially named as the new general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Lucas, myself, John here. And yeah, let's just quickly talk about it. I mean, you guys have heard my thoughts a bunch. Uh, I did kind of l- a little breaking news video uh, based on Darren Draggers' report, but now it is official. So Lucas, I'm going to hand it to you because I want to hear more of your thoughts. I know you were very hesitant on the Trey Living ad if that was the case. Uh, so now that it's official, man, how are you feeling?
1: Yeah, I feel like we kind of always knew this is where it was going to go. So uh, good to just, you know, have the news break. And 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 this is what, you know, Leaf Nation and and the Leafs can expect going forward. Brad Trey Living at the helm. Uh, you know, very experienced guy. I mean, off the top, Brendan Shanahan mentioned he wanted to hire uh, a GM with experience. And Brad Trey Living brings that, right? He's been obviously in Calgary the last nine years, uh, made a lot of big deals, um, didn't ultimately get the playoff success that he would have liked to in Calgary um so as as far as if you're looking at it from that perspective and and maybe thinking you know being critical of Dubis not getting uh advancing in the playoffs Trey Living kind of brings that same that same uh winning mentality as far as his last job so I don't want to say that he did uh you know an overly exceptional job in Calgary still sort of going through the deals that he made over the nine years and uh, I'll give a shout out to at takes by Jay on Twitter. He sort of made a, uh, a thread of all the big deals Trey living made and just some, some big ones off the top. I know when he brought Dougie Hamilton in, that was a big trade uh, for Calgary. They traded out a first uh, in two seconds in that deal, had Dougie Hamilton for uh, a few seasons, three seasons in total. And then, traded him out for, for Lindholm and Hannafin part of that package. And I think that was another good deal of his, right? Yeah. Um, so there there's a, there's a handful of good trades. There's some where you scratch your head, but I always want to make it clear that I feel like every GM, if you're going to rip apart every deal, you're going to find ones you don't like. So uh, overall, just how I'm feeling about the news, feeling good about it. Uh, as far as, you know, there's some stability in the franchise. I know that Brad Trey living his uh, he is close with, I believe Matthew's agent, there's some talk about that yep. so that shouldn't be too concerning one thing i'll throw back to you john uh that uh, is starting to make waves on the timeline right now is brendan shanahan um sort of putting his confidence in sheldon keith maybe to start the season and ultimately it's trey Leving's decision who he's going to bring in as coach and if he keeps keith but it's starting to sound a little eerie that sheldon keith this might be a reality like legit that it's it's more likely that he stays going in to start the season um what are your thoughts on that?
0: Lucas man, I think it's actually pure insanity that if this Dubis thing didn't happen, like all that drama and like this it, it just seems so petty what happened. It actually seems like they were willing to run it back completely. I mean, now that everything's coming out, it seems like they want to Dubis back, they want to keep back and they want the core four back. Like absolute insanity man and I just don't understand. How, like, so every time people talk to me about, like, look at Tampa when they kept running it back, look at Washington, look at all these teams, it's like, but there was changes made and there was big pieces coming in. It, like, sure, a couple of the major pieces stayed, but for Washington, all these revolving, like, all these pieces coming in, Tampa, all these pieces around Stamp Coach Kucherov coming in, they just didn't keep running it back in that way. So for the Leafs, I mean, yeah, you got a new look here with Trey living, but I mean, man, yeah, it's looking like there's confidence of Sheldon Keith and maybe there's a short leash, but as we talked about, like, to me, it was just the progress was so poor when Babcock stayed on. And I just feel like if the same things we see or we've seen the last few seasons happen, Keith's just going to get fired. What by November, December. (laughs) And what's the point? So I feel like if we're really trying to change things up and get a fresh look, it should come into GM and coach. And then maybe you go into the season with the four still and build around. Uh, But yeah, I mean, kind of what you were saying about the moves. I mean, yeah, like I also look at contracts. Obviously, you'll look at the recency bias of the Huberto and Kadri and uh, just obviously the Kachuk trade. But yeah, he signed a lot of great contracts. Rasmus Anderson, Lindholm, uh, Hannafin. Like there was quite a few deals there uh, that he made that obviously built the Flames well to get a first place finish, a couple top two finishes. So uh, yeah, I mean... I feel, I I said it last night, I feel indifferent, Lucas, but Mm. I will say that uh, I'm going to be a little bit pissed if if this, if this is a move where, okay, it's a new name, but everything else is going to be the same. Like, I I hope that, and I don't want to, I don't want to put words or things out there, but when people talk about like puppets or people talk about just like guys, they're just in place to listen to others. I don't want Trey living just to come in here to be, let's say Shani's puppet essentially and just do the same things that we've been seeing because it hasn't gotten the Leafs anywhere. It's gotten one win in the second round. So um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I feel in this situation. Yeah.
1: He's going to have to put his, his stamp on the team, no doubt. And I feel like he's got to do that this off season. Like they can't, they can't just, this can't be the big move that gets made. And we keep the same or four, four many pieces around it, like another version of a Cali yarn crow coming in. And that's the big deal, right? Like that can't fly. I mean, it is wild to me that Sheldon Keith is, is probably going to remain the head coach as of right now. Um, but at the same time, I, I always, much like when the Leafs let go of, uh, informed Dubas, he wasn't coming back. It's like, well, what's out there. Right. And that's where it gets interesting. Like what coaches are really out there for the Leafs that may be better than Sheldon Keith? And I don't, yeah. I, I don't know exactly how large that list is. Obviously Spencer Carberry going to Washington changes things from an assistant coach point of view for Toronto. But, uh, but yeah, like it's going to be interesting to watch the coaching, uh, the coaching, uh, story going forward. And if Keith does end up coming back. How about the Stanley Cup Finals? Why don't we move into that?
0: Yeah. So I think just talking about the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Florida, Vegas. I think a lot of American viewers are, are looking forward to this one. Uh, two growing markets. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I feel I feel it's going to be exciting. I, I think I was looking at a couple numbers and things online, and for specifically Vegas and Florida have been a crazy like four-checking team. They're two of the teams that love to dump the puck in, love to create that ha- uh, uh, chaos hectic kind of vibes in the offensive zone behind the net. And you saw that in Vegas's winning game against Dallas to the close of the series, that fourth line, like Carrie a they're just throwing around the body uh, and guys like when, when you see guys like Kerry and even like a guy like Michael Amadio, former leaf scoring goals like that. I mean, that's classic. So uh, I think you're going to see a physical series. Uh, and also as I talked about on the Stanley cup central show, Lucas, it's so ironic that all that criticism, of Jack Eichel over the years, And Eichel could get a cup before Connor McDavid. And you know what? Everything right now for me screams Vegas in this series, uh, just in terms of uh, them being the better team. But I'm going to be on that road of just – I'm done underestimating the Panthers, and that's what I did against the Hurricane Series. Obviously, that take worked out, uh, but that's just been a trend. So, you know what? I I feel like the one thing, and I'll throw it to you here, is if I'm a Panthers fan or anyone vibing on the Panthers – I'm worried that they're having about like a week and a half off here because that momentum stalled a bit. And I, and I looked at the past cup champs, the teams that actually have more rest going into the Stanley cup final do worse than the team that's riding hot. And Vegas will be riding hot after a, a win over the Oilers and a win over the Stars. How do you feel on that?
1: Yeah. And facing some adversity was Vegas, right? Cause they were up three nothing. And obviously when you get yeah. to three, two, it gets dangerous, right? I mean, you know, they they were, they were probably thinking we really got to close out here. We can't go back to game seven. Um, and so Vegas is coming off of that tough series that I guess that style of hockey that Florida had been playing for so long, where it was go, go, go. We got to win the next one. Um, constant momentum and Florida, I do agree with you. I think the rust is a question mark for Florida. Um, I'm done underestimating Sergey Bobrovsky. I think he's going to be good to go and ready to start the series. And I attend him or I think he's going to be as good as he was, uh, as he's been so far in the playoffs, I'm worried about the Florida skaters having the rush. So I, I think Vegas has got the uh, the early opportunity to jump on the cats to start the series. Um, but overall, man, if I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is, um, which I want to give us both props because we both picked Florida Vegas out of the conference finals. Yeah, I think Florida's gonna win the Stanley Cup this year. I think this is their year, man. I really do. I think Matthew Kachuk. Um, I t- we talked about it on Stanley Cup Central. Um, and Johnny's huge into Johnny Lazarus is huge into Matthew Kachuk for winning the con smite. I think he was a little bit cold in that leaf series, but I think he's gonna be a huge part of why they get it done in the finals. Um, and and yeah, I, I back Bobrovsky to win it. I think it's gonna be a deep series, though. Like, don't don't get it don't get me twisted. I think it's gonna go seven. I really do six or seven games. Um yeah, we've
0: been locking the seven game series. I want the seven
1: here. I in the think this final. is the one. This is the one. And but yeah, it is crazy. The whole Jack Eichel story is crazy. Because even thinking like, I never thought Eichel would win the cup before McDavid. And it's going to sound sad to say now, but I didn't think he'd win the cup before Matthews for a long time, right? Um, and it's right there yeah. for him. So um, yeah, I think a key to the series, I talked about it on Stanley Cup Central with Pierre McGuire when we were going a little back and forth is Vegas yeah. has got to move the puck, man. Vegas, because of Florida's forecheck. And you even said Vegas has, they have a great forecheck as well. But Shea Theodore, Alex Petrangelo, these guys are going to be counted on to move the puck quickly before those Florida forwards get on top of you, right? Um, so that's going to be a key, I guess, for both sides. But I'm going to highlight Vegas more so in that regard because this this cat's forecheck is is relentless.
0: Yeah, and I was also just going to add to that conversation too, just in terms of matchups. And, you know, I'd probably pick Vegas' defense just in terms of skill set, in terms of breaking out the puck. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think they faced a forecheck uh, like the Panthers so uh, that's definitely going to be interesting in, in what you're saying and and you know what I, I think it's funny that I mean we're seeing I think there was a stat that like this is the first time in like I don't know if it's 40 or 50 years where two the two goalies in the Stanley Cup final didn't start for their teams in the playoffs which is crazy Wow. Uh, Aiden Hill he hasn't matched up against uh, as hot of a goalie like Bobrovsky here so uh, I think when you look at the series against Edmonton, Oilers had some goaltending struggles and Carolina was kind of switching back and forth. It, like their goalies played well, but they were switching back and forth right now. It's the Bobrovsky show in these playoffs and Aiden Hill. We'll see if he's able to match up against that. But yeah, I think that's where I, I think a lot of people will look at Florida just on how hot they are. If they win that first game and show that their mom- momentum has stalled here in this little break that they've had and that they just use it to their advantage with rest uh yeah i mean florida should take this series if they can continue that momentum but we'll see man vegas is riding hot right now uh so you're picking florida in seven yeah i mean i'll i'll probably ride on that one as well uh florida in seven but man i feel like if i had if if someone asked me which of these two teams are better and i had more faith in i would pick vegas but it's just like it's one of those things picking against the panthers the first two rounds i i just i did i i went against in the third round and i i gotta stick with that so yeah, uh, who's your Con agreed. Smite pick to wrap it up uh,
1: Con Smite is, is got to be Bobrovsky man like okay so for Florida if Florida is to win the Stanley Cup it's Bobrovsky yeah um, if if Vegas is to win it depending on how close the series is right we could have yep. a J.S. Chaguer style Con Smite where, where Florida ends up losing but Bobrovsky gets it um, I think that's possible if it goes seven and then they're close games low scoring games but if I'm going to pick someone off of Vegas right now you know, let's go with, um, let's go with Jack Eichel. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I think he's been solid throughout the playoffs, um, but they don't have as clear of a front runner as me, for v- as Florida does. I think it's, for Florida, you know it's Bobrovsky or Kachuk. He scores a couple more big goals. Who who would you say is, is the favorites on Vegas right now, along with Eichel?
0: Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think for Matthew Kachuk to take it over Bobrovsky, he's got to yeah. score like, like four or five plus goals in the final yeah. combined with like another one or two game winners and then you're really pushing me to have that conversation after the game winners he had in the conference finals he adds one or two more even like if he adds one more overtime winner and yeah. with like four or five goals i think that could really push him over the edge if if like Bobrovsky's not insane in the final mm-hmm. but for vegas man i'll throw a hot take at you i think it might not be Eichel. i think the guy that's been really buzzing if he continues it it could be Johnny Marchessault Mar- yeah Jonathan marshall cool. has been crazy in the, in the playoffs. He's scored some huge goals. He's had a Hattie. I think if Marcheseau keeps the scoring going in the final, he could be that guy. He could be like that story, like fill the thrill. Like, I don't know, man. Marcheseau has just been killing it as an OG Golden Knight. I honestly think like as a hot take, if Vegas was to win at Markstone, ho- hoist the cup, I think he might toss it towards one of the OG Golden Knights and William Carlson or Marcheseau. So um, we'll see what happens. But Marcheseau my hot take.
1: There you go. He's had so many clutch goals for them, and just, just yep. big big time moments. Um, if if you get a chance, if anyone gets a chance who's listening to, check out the the quest for the cup that the NHL is producing. Man, those videos are and just those episodes. I love them, man. The behind the scenes with the coaches, uh, and you see just what a what a cool cat Marsh so is. I mean, uh, it's, yep. it's awesome to see.
0: Love uh, the personality. I, just yeah. at the end here, sorry, I, I want to throw something at you. If you don't have it, it's all good. But just to wrap up this sh- short pod. If you had to make, or if you want Trey living to make one move or you want, because Trey living made a quote, even when he was with the flames that like the biggest moves or the, def, like, I think it's like the, I don't know. He said defining moves basically for a franchise are done in the summer. Those big moves. So if you had like one move, I don't know if the core four is staying. It seems like that's a likely possibility. If you had one move, whether it's like a Dougie Hamilton trade for a top four D man, or just a big signing and free agency, like do you have an, a vibe on what you want from Trey living? If there's one big move to be made,
1: oh. Yeah. Um, I think you can go in a a bunch of different directions. I mean, I can
0: go first if you want to think about it, but if you
1: go, I I was going to say off the hop, I I think it's, it's time. Um, if if we're going to take the less sexy pick of moving out the core four, I think it's time to finally give, uh, you know, a bolstering defenseman to that lineup and help Morgan Riley a little bit. Um, and so I would say a guy, you know, I, I don't know exactly who right now at the top of my mind, but, Uh, a a big presence in the top four, a mainstay in the top four that really cements uh, your defense uh, to make it one of the stronger ones in the Eastern conference. And I think that would, Morgan Riley obviously throughout his tenure with the Leafs hasn't had that presence. I think the best defenseman he's probably played with is, is Brody. Um, So it'd be nice if he had someone, uh, you know, closer to his skill level, uh, maybe complimenting him in a different way, maybe more in the D zone, but I'd say a big top four defenseman. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, w- I was yeah. actually looking over, like, potentials today. So, like, defenseman's definitely my vibe. Uh, I wonder what Boston's going to do. I don't think Boston-Toronto would make a move again. But, like, I type, like, obviously Preco's contract's a tough one. But guys like that, like, right shot, bigger defenseman uh, that have, like, big-time playoff experience. Like, I would look at another guy. This is not necessarily a Toronto target, but maybe for other teams, like a Brandon Carlo mm-hmm. or, like, something like that. Uh, I mean, in free see there's not too many options. Maybe Trey Living looks like, like an Orloff in free agency, or like a Carson Soucy who's got some good size. Uh, but, man, my move, and I don't know if – I might make a video soon about it. I don't know if Trey Living calls his former team in Calgary and sees one of those pending free agents in like a Lindholm or Toffoli or something. But uh, in terms of center, my big move this offseason and just in terms of setting guys up for success would be getting a big-time center – like if you can't re-sign O'Reilly, of course. So if you don't mm-hmm. re-sign O'Reilly, get a mm-hmm. big time center to go one, two punch again with Matthews. So you can shift Tavares to the wing. And yeah. I think at least in that aspect, that allows you, as we said, if you're keeping the core four together, add a core five member, add a core six member, add guys that can jump right into that top six that are not necessarily feeling the pressure of like a Maddie Nyes or Nick Robertson, who they tried to plug in there. So I think in terms of setting guys up for success, Trail Living, whether it's you're getting your guy in Elias Lindholm or getting a different center, I think, Lucas, unless we see a really different structure, I think it's time for Tavares to go to the wing.
1: Yeah, and I think, just piggybacking on that, if they are to make a move like that, that probably is the easiest type of move to to, to move a core four member um, in order to recoup that centerman back. If they're to still keep it, there might be some salary cap gymnastics, or there might just be, you know, the assets going out the door are probably going to be more draft capital. Um, but, yeah. but, I mean... Bringing in a big center like we talked about in the previous episode in in like a Marner-style trade, I think would be the way to go if you're going to move out a Marner uh, or a core four, you know, a Nylander-type piece.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, good shots. Final preview. Leafs officially hired Trey Living. This was a little short, another short one. Let us know how you guys feel about it. Spotify, Apple, hit us up on social media. Hot Take Hockey Podcast, episode 38. And we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.